Welcome to the We RTR podcast, a podcast about everything Traveler's Rest, with your host Lacey Keegley and Brandon Timms. Enjoy! We are in downtown TR, and we are at Cross Creek Realty. Brandon, it has been a crazy hot week. How are you in this week? Um, I threw inside. up once already this week. It was so <laughs> hot. It was so hot. Oh, it is, yeah. I have thought many times while I'm inside. How Great intro to the that? podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. That I don't work outside all day. I think about those jobs are hard. Well, you've man. been outside quite a bit. I saw your son like he was channeling his inner beast master and like, yeah. like summoned a bald eagle from the sky. That's right. Or something. He did. Like, so that would make a great story. He did. A, a hawk actually landed on his arm. What? It was actually amazing, which is, it's up in Asheville and we can talk about that, but it's really fabulous. So. Um, but we are at Cross Creek Realty today with Bradley Smith. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. And like you guys, I'm suffering from the heat as well. Yeah, try to stay inside <laughs> as much as you can. Do everything from the car somehow. That's why you have four-wheel drive. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we also have David Hawkins with us with my PR lab. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, we're in this great building, too, which actually, before we get into all the other things, tell us a tiny bit about your office because it has some really neat TR history that I think people would love to hear. Yep. This is a really neat building. We are the uh, next to what was the old fire station across the street from the old municipal courthouse. Uh, this is the uh, uh, the Vernon house that was built, I think, back in the, the 30s. Uh, but next door to us is current restaurant, Core Alley, which is a great Delicious. place to go if you haven't been there for cocktails or for food. Or fish and chips. Uh, I but, uh, oh, yeah, I had this old, last time I was there. I had so fish and chips. Yeah, uh, the food is fantastic. The, uh, but that used to be the old fire station, and we're right next door to it, and uh, just you know, have a lot of family history in TR, and there's a lot of history of this house. Uh, yeah, the connection to the whistle stop? And yeah, connect, yeah, so the, the long story short on that is uh, I got a call of local uh, resident here in TR about helping them sell some land, and I was talking to her and getting together about signing the uh, listing agreement, and I gave her the address, and it was kind of quiet. And then she said, uh, Bradley, I grew up in that house. Wow. And uh, wow. it was Miss Vernon, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody knows her as Mama D. Yeah. Uh, and her daughter Vicky runs the Whistle Stop Cafe on Main Street. Uh, but Miss Vernon came over and gave us a tour of the house and told us stories about the house. And uh, yeah, it was a very, very neat interaction. Yeah, it's That's really cool. cool. Yeah. So, I just have to say about the house, thank the Lord no one ever painted this molding. Right? Yes. It is or the doors. Or We're the, looking at full-on original yeah. 30s doors, That's windows, true. molding. It's the second to none. Beautiful. And lots of people do. They come in and paint it. So it's nice that they did it. Actually. Mm -hmm. And I love the yeah. wide doors. Like the width of the... It's really cool. Yeah. Were you laughing at me? I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a day already. So... <laughs> so um, realty, you specialize in a certain aspect of realty. Tell us about that a little bit. Yep, so we're a land brokerage, so we specialize in selling land uh, from residential development, commercial, recreational property. Um, also, oh, the upstate or all the whole state? Pretty much upstate, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll go down to Lawrence County, we'll go out to Pickens. Uh, a lot of it is in Greenville and uh, a little bit on the edge of Spartanburg County. But, uh, you know, for the most part, we, we specialize in the upstate. Um, and, and again, it's, it's a unique market right now where, um, you know, it's a crazy real estate market and there's a lot of activity, a lot of building, a lot of growth. And uh, so it's just, you know, it's a good, good spot to be. Yeah. So where do you. I guess, who are you selling the land to, like Ryan Holmes or like... It, it could be. Your normal, just every day somebody wants some hunting land or... It, that as well, yeah. So the categories, I mean, from a residential standpoint, you're looking at a, you know, lot that somebody wants to build a house on. 
uh, from a development standpoint, you know, yes, our clients are people or businesses that own large tracts of land that are looking to sell it, and so we have a, uh, a network of a lot of builders and developers that we can get on the phone and contact and say, hey, we've got 20, 40, 60, 100 acres that's going to be coming on the market. Uh, and then my brother specializes in farms and recreational property. So if it's uh, a hunting camp and it's 300 acres and you know has cabins on it and all that, that's, that's his specialization. That's pretty cool. Three, that's a lot of acres, 300. Yeah, it is a lot of acres. <laughs> you mentioned your brother. So how long have you guys been in business together? Uh, he started the business about 10 years ago. Uh, we also have a timber brokerage, and so the real estate business kind of is an offshoot of that. Uh, and then I got on board with him about five years ago. And what are some of the things that are charming about working with your sibling <laughs> um no holds barred yeah um pretty much you know we can say whatever whenever because we've been doing it our whole life um, <laughs> no no beating around the bush uh, you know if it's a great idea you don't tell them and if it's a terrible idea you <laughs> ride them good little sibling rivalry going on yep, yep. yeah so what makes um like so you said land broker right is that the word that's you? right yeah um so in layman's terms or like for me who you know how feels like vague and just these words what's the difference in like a land broker and you know a non-broker sure you've got people out there that sell houses and so they know all about the current fads you know as far as open kitchens and granite countertops and sure you know, the things that are specialties about how to sell a house. Well, there's the same nuances in being able to sell land. So if you're looking at land for whatever the purpose may be, development, recreational, what have you, then there's things that you have to get into, uh, to zoning, access, easements, um, you know, is it going to be right for a developer based on these, these attributes that the land has? And so when you work with the land all the time and you've been down the road before with builders and developers, then you know how to justify the value of the land. You know, here's all the positive things about it. Here's why it would be great for development. Here's why it would be great for development of this style at this price point. Right. Um, then the other things is, you know, having been down that road in negotiating contracts with builders and developers and, you know, their corporations, you know, knowing what the nuances are and being able to negotiate those contracts to help our clients set expectations correctly and you know, get the most value for their property. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about, so you're talking about large tracts of land and we can, you know, have a whole other podcast about the development. Oh, we got a little phone call. Somebody calling want to sell land. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we should just take the The podcast is air. already working. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That's really funny. That would be actually quite thing. Live. I thought it was Well, it's not live happening, right? We're live recording it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we could talk a lot about developing, and, and there's so many opinions in TR about development, but how do you guys responsibly, you know, respectfully, how do you handle that? What That's is, what a is really kind great of your, question. Yeah, what's your take on that? It, it is a really great question, and, you know, it's one of those things that we're trying to fulfill the desires of our clients. Mm -hmm. And if their desire is to sell the land and, you know, sell it, and they don't care whether it turns into a development, you know, then it becomes working with planning and zoning and the, you know, government officials to make it be something that can be approved and will, uh, you know, turn into a neighborhood. Um, there's certain types of restrictions that can be put on a property. So if a person is selling the land and they say, I don't ever want it to be a development, a cookie cutter development, 
well, that's something that can be addressed as well. So they can, you know, we can work with them to help protect the land and put it in a conservation easement and work with the right authorities to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's really fulfilling whatever the desire is of that client. Right, and I'm sure that gets kind of um, personal. I know I grew up on a family farm we were talking about before we started recording, um, and I know we all have a lot of feelings, you know, about like how it looks and what happens to it and these memories. Even with your saying, um, Mama D, coming back and seeing like where you grew up, there's kind of this sure. honoring that. So I like hearing that you're, you know, listening to your clients and seeing what they want. What do you find most people when they're selling these large tracks? What do they want? You know, I mean, that's maybe a little hard to answer. The best price. Yeah, money. <laughs> that's, amen. Isn't it true what we all want? <laughs> so true. They want money. But a lot of times we have the situation just like you described with you is that, you know, okay, it was the grandparents and then it's been handed down and then now, you know, it's been being split up amongst kids that they've all right. gone different directions and nobody has the time, you know, or the, the inclination to keep the family farm running. And yeah, so then, yeah, it gets to be, okay, how do we divide it and how do we market it and how we sell it and, and you know, what is the most value that we're going to get for it because, you know, that's in essence what they're looking to do in most situations. If it's somebody that's going to hang around and be in the area, if you will, and, you know, it's just time for them to sell the property because they're ready to downsize, then there is some discussion about, well, I don't want it to be this. And so, okay. again, I mean, there's certain you know, laws around discrimination that things that you have to be aware of, but at the same point in time, if there's certain things that they want to honor about the property, you know, you try and work around that and try and make that happen. Yeah. It's good to know that you can actually have that security. I didn't realize that you could delineate something as a previous owner, making it kind of contingent upon the sale that this must be in this lane, or, or I think that's really special. Yeah, I didn't one thing know that. Yeah, I didn't know that well, one thing you have to consider is, is anytime you put restrictions on a property, then you potentially limit the value and the potential resource on it. So right. again, uh, to answer the question, can you do things like that? Yes. Is it always the wisest thing to do? Right. It, it, it just depends. But um, you know, I had a neat story. I uh, was helped a client <clears throat> excuse me, sell some property and they had inherited a lot of property and this turned out to be a commercial piece and we sold the property about a year and a half ago and, and a commercial operation set up on it. and. I ran into him the other day and just, you know, we were talking about what went on up on the property and he said, you know, they did a great job, <clears throat> excuse me, that with our property, I'm really proud of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that was an interesting comment because the minute they signed the papers, it was no longer theirs. They right. had no yeah. say so. But he, because it was family property, <clears throat> excuse me, was woven into the history of that property. Wow. And I thought that was just a really interesting connection for him to be able to say that. That says a lot about you too. It does, it definitely does. And I, I think growing up on a farm, I, I think that I have a sense of sort of like, um, I don't know, land mattering or, or, or those, that value. And I think people, but we also are realistic, right? We know that right. sometimes yeah. you have to make money or sometimes mm -hmm. you can't afford to keep something up. And so you do want it to, to feel good about the next step because there's yeah. always going to be a next step. And that's sure. not bad. Change is inevitable. Yeah. And yeah. Yes, for yeah. sure. But yeah. it's nice to feel good about it yeah you know, feel and that was, that was exactly his thing he was like i'm very proud of what they did there and i was just like that just struck me i was like wow, that's, yeah that's a really interesting statement yeah yeah do you look for anything in particular when you are getting a property or you just find a piece of property and put it up for sale or, or? It, it, it really is just you know you try and and the thing in real estate is highest and best use so if somebody comes to you with a piece of property uh, you know, you, the first thing you try and say is, okay, what's the best fit for that property? 
Um, you know, I, Meaning I, the most money for the client? Yeah, what's going to get you the most value for the property mm -hmm. kind of based on the attributes that it has? Who's going to be the best buyer for that piece of property? And right. I, had, uh, I got a call the other day somebody with some family property that they were ready to sell, and it was what we call an in-betweener. <laughs> that the official word? It, it, it's half, it, 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 it sort of leans commercial, it sort of leans residential, but not strongly in either direction, which is kind of a worst case scenario because, mm -hmm. you know, they want to sell it and maximize the value on it, but it's hard to sit there and look at it and say, God, this would be great for a development, when it wouldn't. It doesn't have what it, the development needs. This would be a great piece for a commercial business. Well, it's really not that either. Mm. And so then you start looking, okay, what are some things that might be a fit that, you know, kind of would fall in that in-between market? So that's what makes this a very fun and very challenging job in that, you know, not everything is always cut and dry. Yeah, what are some of your favorite parts of the job? Uh, being outdoors. Yes, mm. except in the seat. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, going out and, <clears throat> excuse me, walking a piece of property and trying to, you know, think through, okay, what is this? What could it be? What would what would go on this property. Yeah. Um, um, I think for me, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the, uh, you know, I'd, I'd switched from the technology world into doing this because I did this part-time and just okay. fell in love with it and said this is what I wanted to do. And I don't know, I think I'd been three, four, five months doing this full-time. And I'm north of here, Travis Rest. I'm walking a 12-acre piece of property. I'm walking down a stream looking at the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is my job. This is your job. This yeah. is what I do now. This is awesome. Yes. So, you know, it's things like that. You have an excuse to drive a truck. It, it, well, that's that. You right have to, to be a true land broker, you have to drive a truck and have a beard. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we can all be land brokers. I want to be a land broker. I want to drive a truck. I just need well, an excuse. you got a big, uh, what, Yukon? Yeah, so I do, it's, but it's, it's just it, not as... Yeah. That's a truck. Yeah, I know, but it's be... just the truck feels cooler somehow. Yeah. Do you ever get to like use somebody's property, like go hunting or fishing? Yeah, I had some property listed on the Saluda River that was some perks of the jobs. Yeah, <laughs> let that sell slowly. Right. <laughs> this piece of property was on the Saluda River, a very wide bend on the Saluda River, big rocks. It was beautiful, wow. absolutely a beautiful piece of property. I don't know why it hasn't sold. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my tent over here. Yeah. Yeah. Why? The sign kept disappearing. I, I forgot <laughs> where I put it. Keep putting them up in they just keep taking it. I'll just go out again and check it out, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I was out there when I was walking in, you know, with the owner, and I said, you mind if I come down here, bring my dog, bring a fly pole, hang out by the river, and he's yeah. like, absolutely do it. So yeah, that's, so that's you're a fisherman a perk. In your free time? I pretend so. to do things every now and then. <laughs> fly fishing or regular, I don't know what they call it, uh, non-fly fishing? If I'm not active, I'm sleeping, so fly fishing is perfect <laughs> for me. It's outdoors, you're moving, you yeah. know, so I, I picked it up recently, and I pretend to do it. I actually, so my, um, one of my boys is like going through classes to become like a fly fishing guide. He's very awesome. excited. Wow. It's awesome. really cool. Um, and I listened in on one class because I had to drive to class and I was just noticing. I was shocked at how much work it was. Like it wasn't as straightforward as, you know, just the. It seems like it's like a gentleman's fishing. It's yes. like, you know, you really got to be into this. And you've got to be thinking of all these things, like the fly that hitting the water, like in the fly that would attract the fish. a lot goes into I it. I had no it's, idea. It's more counterintuitive than intuitive. That's what they said. And yeah. I was like, and I was listening. I was like, wow, that is, and it makes sense for why he likes it because he likes things to change a lot. He likes the regular fishing is not as exciting to him. Right. He likes yeah. the. Regular fishing the, is an excuse to drink. Let's be honest. The whole reason to go fishing. Just, just like, just like cornhole, just like golf. It's yeah. just cornhole. A reason to do. Cornhole is. I mean, I like yeah. cornhole, but it is. You're just I don't like, need to toss a hacky sack to have a beer. I'm just <laughs> I'm so bad, my truck. 
Yeah, fine. It's TR. We can do that. Right? That is very TR. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. So, what are some other TR kind of things that that um, that you've discovered about TR and TR people as you have done this job? Uh, just in general. I mean, it's a great community. It's tight knit. There's a lot of history here. Yeah, um, a history. lot of people coming to the area and uh, are appreciating what we have here. Uh, my brother and I bought a house down on Center Street that we've turned into a VRBO. And, oh, great. And we've had a lot of people come through and the comments that we've gotten are, we love tra Traveler's Rats. We love you know, the, the, the downtown. We love how walkable. We love you know, the variety of what's on down. This is a great little community. So um, you know, we get the feedback and the comments from <clears throat> the people that stay there, and every time we like, it just kind of validates. We're like, okay, yeah. other people think what we're thinking. That's really cool. Yes, yeah, for sure. It is kind of an ideal spot because it's perfect right here, and it also is such a quick spot to get to mountains, beach, everywhere. So it's really a great, I mean, in the name. Yeah. It explains it all. Like he has sure. to... yeah, tons of people. Like I meet new people every day. Oh, we just moved here from like once from New Jersey yesterday. They just moved here, so man, it's Actually, very growing. Yeah. yeah, I had breakfast this morning with a friend of mine who I used to know. We lived in the same apartment <clears throat> complex in Asheville years ago. She moved out to uh, Arizona and was like, "Over oh, that, she's moving back this way." Asheville just wasn't her vibe anymore. Yeah. Um, and it you know it's changed in the last several years. I think COVID really um, changed the fingerprint of Asheville, um, sure. but it's, she, she came to TR, she actually stayed in an Airstream Airbnb, yes. um, which looks super cool, yes, uh, yes. but yeah, she was, and she's a very particular kind of person, so I was happy to see that for her, and obviously for many others, it checks so many boxes, or at least provides boxes to check, and I couldn't agree more, although I'm from Easley, and if you had ever told me that I was going to be hanging out in Travelers Rest, I'd be saying, I won't buy that stuff. And that is so funny. I hear that a lot. I mean, I feel like I've been TR, you know, Easley. 14 years, and I feel like I, I didn't know some of those history things. And people are like, oh, they thought TR a certain way if they went to high school here. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not the same anymore. No, it's, yeah. No, yeah. But it's, it's funny, not like... dramatically different. You're right. It has found a good balance. It, it, it's got more options, but it's it's not overrun. I it's mean, almost like it has the heartbeat is the same, but maybe the veneer is a little different. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a mixed metaphor. That is, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got it. You got well, again, it. Well, again, if you go back to the old pictures of Traveler's Rest, I mean, you know, downtown Main Street was thriving. There were shops and restaurants and all yeah. kinds of stuff. And then, you know, Travelers Rest took a dip and all that stuff went away. And then now it's kind of, the last several years, it has reemerged again. For sure. But it still has that quaint uniqueness and that there's not, you know, on Main Street, franchise chains right. that are all locally owned, locally operated, which makes a difference. Yes, yeah. it makes a big difference, which makes it really a sweet place to be. Yeah. yeah. So we always, at the end, we ask um, just some, you know, silly questions. And we don't know what they are either. So we're always, it's just these last minute questions. So, um, so we're gonna flip the deck over here and see what we have. Drum roll. That's right. <laughs> what, this is funny. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite microwavable food? Do people microwave food? Oh, I can answer this. He's vegan, he does not microwave anything. You are not vegan, <laughs> really. And there's, I, I mean, I, I, we're, I, we're surrounded by deer I wouldn't be willing to say this. I might, popcorn? I might yeah. be one of the very few vegan land brokers in the You might be. How many people are land brokers and drive trucks and have beards that are vegan? Yeah. You, I, I think I, you're probably I, the only in Yes. You might Maybe we can put that on the side of your truck. The only oh, vegan land broker. Can we get a sticker for that? Can we do that for you? That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone else in your family vegan? Is your whole family? Uh, my wife and I are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so then I guess do you, you don't microwave even have anything? a microwave. <laughs> we have one, but I kid you not, we don't use it. Yeah. Is popcorn vegan? 
Yeah. Sure, right? Just don't put butter on it. But. Oh, mm. never mind. Wait, Moving wait, on. The, the, <laughs> I can't, can't believe butter. it's not butter. Don't you can live a life without butter? Well, bottom line is the, the reason I'm vegan is I have a crazy high cholesterol and I had a heart attack. Okay. So okay. That's important information. I, had, had I not had a heart attack and had crazy high cholesterol, I would be, you know, bacon and steak and eggs sure. and all that, hamburgers and cheeseburgers and all that kind of stuff. But that one heart attack kind of changed your mind. Oh, yes, yeah. So what have you found that you love then? What's your favorite go-to dish now then? Uh, well, to be honest with you, my wife is a phenomenal, and I say phenomenal cook. Well, that's lucky and for so you. so she has always cooked from scratch, and so we just made the transition to cooking now vegan, but everything is whole foods from scratch, <coughs> out of the garden, uh, basically everything she cooks. Yeah. People say, do, you know, do you miss this? Do you miss this? Do you miss this? And no, I don't. I mean, the stuff that my wife Sandy cooks is so phenomenal. I don't miss anything. Yeah. The stuff I'm meeting now is probably better than, you know, stuff I've yeah. had before. Yeah, we were very fortunate that she's so skilled. And that absolutely. she went vegan with you. That's yeah, absolutely. I kind of love her already. Now there she's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, she sounds like she is. Do you microwave food? I feel like you might. The, the last <laughs> thing I microwaved was a uh, yesterday a leftover tuna steak. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, still. Yeah, it was not, uh, not as good as off the, the Blackstone, but it was, <laughs> right. you know, it was no. there and I was hungry. That happens, yeah. You, you kind of have to set the expectation, a realistic expectation yeah. of yeah. putting tuna in the microwave. It's not going to be It's going to be what it be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was, I'm hungry. Yeah, so I should have just, like, mashed it up and made, like, a tuna yeah, there you go. salad or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but sometimes you just need to heat the microwave. I've, I've switched over more to an air fryer than a microwave. Yeah, yes. That's what we, I was yeah. going to mention that. Yes. We, we, the air fryer is Air fryer. Like, I don't even know how it works. It's just amazing. <laughs> I don't really understand what it's doing. Don't ruin it for me. I don't want to know. I don't know. It's just, but it's like, it makes the food crispy and it's yes, hot. I know. And it's cooked. Yeah. And it's cooked. Yes. Yeah. We just, yeah. I made squash from the garden, my neighbor's garden, because I can't grow anything. But he says to share, so I have. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. Do you microwave food? I'm trying to think. Um, so I, I, I'm single, and uh, I found actually um, Bradley's a great example. The best thing for me to do as a single guy in Greenville is to go out to nice restaurants as often as I can and have a seat at the bar, get to know the wait staff, get to know the people that support really the kind of the back end of Greenville, and then have a chance to meet uh, other entrepreneurs and business owners like that. I love that. Yeah. I also don't like to do dishes, so. oh, which is wonderful, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't think I, I, I haven't. I can't remember the last time I used my microwave or my stove or my stove. <laughs> <laughs> or just about anything. Maybe I'll have you over dinner. Well, please don't. Yeah. Actually, we'll have to go to Sandy's house for dinner. Right. Definitely. Right. Yeah, dinner's so Sandy's. We're renovating our kitchen, and when we're done with the renovations, that's one of the things we're going to do is we're going to have open dinners and just, <clears throat> excuse me, invite a variety of people yeah. different places. Can we have a NRTR podcast dinner? Can we please? And just get kind of a mixed bag and just kind of bring everybody together and you know if you want to eat vegan food, great. If you want to bring something to go along with it, we'll obviously have all the side dishes because that's basically what vegan food is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love I mean, all the sides. Sides are the best. That's, yeah, that's some of the most fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, you said that out loud now, and I really don't forget things like that. So, <laughs> we are going to be there. Right. And we each have like six kids apiece. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of children. So, uh, so wipe the garden out. That one number is actually not an exaggeration either. So, all right. Who would play you in a movie? Ooh, that's hard. Who, we can say who we want to play us, right? We can be vain here. Who would we want to play us? They have Chris Farley was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's kind of funny. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. 
oh man, I used to be pretty obsessed with Meg Ryan and had this like desire to be Meg Ryan. I don't know, she's probably my age now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, I don't know how she's looking these days, Meg Ryan. What's she doing? I don't know. She looks still a little pinched. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to pick Meg. Mm-hmm. Can't even I imagine pick? what she looks like. I'm really. I know. Well, I, I mean, I can't even tell you. I'm embarrassed how many times I sat in a hairdresser's chair and said, um, can I look like Meg Ryan? Can you please give me the Meg Ryan haircut? It's embarrassing. <laughs> so I had a, um, an interesting experience when I was probably eight or nine. I spent the summers in Florida with my grandma. And of course, you get away with a lot more uh, oh, yeah, parents grandma. there. And grandma's like, whatever. So it was the height of the Justin Timberlake ramen hair. <laughs> yes. Are you familiar with this? Insane. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> so I was obsessed with it. It is like the farthest thing from what I have naturally. So I went in, bold as can be, happy to finally be away from my mom. And I said, I want that hair. Oh, I yeah. want that blonde. And that, she was like, honey, I have to perm you. <laughs> Do it. And I was like, okay, listen, the customer's always right. She was like, I'm not going to perm you. I'm not going to bleach you. I'm sorry. So I'm still waiting for my, oh, for my ramen You moment. could make uh, it happen, but I feel like you would get the time's passed for that. Oh, but, I think you know, everything is new. And, bring it, you know, bring it. Like, I mean, the mullet's back. So like, the mullet is back with a vengeance. Bring it back. Bring back the the ramen. The new mullet's not that bad, which is crazy. I feel like my kids. I think the old mullet was better. Oh no. The Battle of the mullets. Oh my word. My brother had a rat tail. Do you remember those? I, oh, I, had, one I had a rat so tail. Bad. Oh my word. He had a bleached, like with sun in, the product sun yeah. in. A bleached rat tail. And my Did he dad have like a calorie him. shell at the bottom of everything? And he oh, weigh it down and it was terrible. It. My dad paid him money to cut it off. So he did. He cut it off and pinned it to his wall by the light switch. This really happened in my house. So we were all like try, afraid to turn the lights in my brother's room because you were going to see the rat tail. Like, That's it was hilarious. horrible. It was a terrible thing. Yeah. Anyway. Who would play you, Bradley? Who could be? What actor would play you in a movie? You know, the, 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 uh, the only answer I have to this is uh, just because I like typically the role, the uh, characters that he plays as Matt Damon. Matt Damon, yeah, and I just like a cool Matt Damon. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking of Kevin Costner, but I think of Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, I think that could. Yeah. You have a spitting image, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they, they, on radio, I am. Not um, I mean, Justin Timberlake, I guess. But. I mean, yeah, I guess that'd be like a naked TV movie. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, I always aspire to like a Jude Law kind of feel. Oh, my word. Like Talented Mr. Like, you and I can be co-stars. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, oh, but Jude Law, you know, the young Gad. days. Who? Josh Gad, maybe. Who? Who? You know, it's like oh, Chris Farley, he's dead, but then so, we have Josh, Josh Gad. Gad. He's that's alive. Josh Gad? Olaf? Oh, oh he played he was uh, Hamilton. No, no, he, he was, was in a uh, Beauty and the Beast. He was yeah, uh, some other things with okay. Beauty and the Beast. So this, this is when the six kids are coming in. I see, like you're yeah. referencing like <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We're all aging ourselves. All right, last question. Would you rather? Do you ever play this game? We play it all the time with my kids. Would yep. you rather? Um, would you rather be covered in bees or spiders? Mm. Well, it's easy. Spiders. I can handle a spider, no problem at all. Really. Yeah, bees, I just, I, I tried, I blamed my mother every time I was a baby and she saw one, she'd scream and run, oh, yes, and then I did the same thing, sometimes it ran the opposite directions, it caused a lot of drama. That's and really she funny. actually has that biggest regret, she's like, because she's now, like, somehow, mysteriously over bees. I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> Here I am with my phobia. Thanks, bee Mom. Bees. And she's like, there, I hate that I did that to that? you. Is there a name for a bee phobia? Uh, oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. It's not really a phobia, though. It was just like instilled upon me. Fear. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever even been stung. Like, it's not even like, I don't even, I don't even know how. So when you see a sting, you'd overcome it. No! <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Okay, we won't do that. No! I won't do that. Uh, bees or spiders? What do you pick? Oh, I don't, I like. 
I see people do like the bee beard, so I feel like I could like do the bees. Oh, that would be cool. But then I'm thinking, yeah, it, one wrong move and they're stinging you. At least uh-huh. a spider, like I could, I feel like I could like shake off and they wouldn't have chance to bite me. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. That's true. But yeah. I think it'd be cooler with bees. So I'm gonna. It would be cooler. I feel like I know spiders better. Oh, no, no one knows spiders. No one. <laughs> so, so I've been covered in bees before. Um, I used to have beehives. And okay. Oh. I was out checking on the beehives, and long story short, I had a t-shirt that hung out under my bee top uh, suit. Yeah. And I didn't realize this, but they were climbing up under Ooh. my t-shirt. So I'm checking on the hive. There's thousands of bees around. And then I realized that they are climbing up on oh the inside my of my God. t-shirt, working oh their way no. up. Oh so my gosh. I put the hive back together and oh I can't God. take the suit off because there's still thousands of bees oh flying around me. Oh my gosh. And I've gotten far enough <laughs> away from the hive that the bees had sort of dissipated. <laughs> and by this point, they're coming up oh. my neck oh to my God. face. And I had that hood, you know. So they're inside the hood with you? That's yeah. the worst. That's the worst. That's like so the killers the, of the house. By the time they got there, I didn't have a choice. So I started, you know, ripping my bee suit off and I threw it one way and went the other way, but uh, got How many times were you stung? stung? Probably about 50 times. Oh my word. Oh, wow. And uh, I didn't realize this, but I went to the Sunday afternoon, went to the dock in the black place, and you can get an IV of Benadryl. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? So <laughs> you need it, like three. I'm there, like, tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Think about Just cause? <laughs> went up to the front desk and said, I've been stung by somewhere between 30 and 50 bees. I've been stung before, never had a reaction, never been stung this many times before. Mm. And so they take me back there and hook me up, Benadryl, IV. By this time, I look like Elephant Man. I was oh, like, oh, no oh, bad name. Swollen. Oh, <laughs> he, had a, he had a pudgy face. And, <laughs> and the guy hooked me up with a Benadryl IV, and probably about three seconds later, I was out. And woke mm. up about two hours later, and oh, swelling was gone, stings were gone. Well, you sleep through the pain. Yeah, yeah. And so you're going to think then covered in bees then? Because you've already lived through it. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I know what that would be like. The spider thing freaks me out because they are silent. Oh, yeah. Spiders and snakes, they kind of sneak up on yeah. you. Yeah. That's, that's what a I don't great like. point. Yeah, you can't that's you can't hear a spider. Like. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm with you. I would pick bees even though I don't like bees. I'm not, I don't feel quite the same way David feels, but I don't that's like them. But spiders... Like my kids make fun of me. I abhor spiders. Really? I like can't. I can't be in the room with a spider. I think Charlotte's web really did it for me. Like that, <laughs> she was so awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. But yeah. still, spiders in real life, especially those ones that are kind of big. And they, my kids call them cave crickets. I don't know if that's a real name. They yes. can oh, jump. Yeah, yeah, they, they can, yeah. They can yeah. jump. Yeah, that's a little like I need you to go. I, I need uh, to know where you're going. I'm convinced they will jump on me, uh-huh. and definitely while I'm sleeping, and they will like be in my ears and mm-hmm. my. Orifices and it will be just horrible. Yep. I'm convinced. <coughs> yeah. Cave crickets are the ones that are so big they have meat on their legs. Right. Oh, the little chicken legs. legs. They yeah. do. Oh. Just Even fry them up like frog legs, oh. but they have cricket legs. In your microwave. Just microwave them. Air fryer. Air fryer. Gotta use the air fryer. Gotta make them crispy. Yeah. Crispy. Then you dip them in chocolate after. But you can't eat them. Oh my god. Because they would be meat. Because they're meat legs. You call them meat legs. Oh, that's a great word. That is not vegan approved. I'm gonna remember that though. Meat legs. Yeah. Cool. All right, we have discovered all things we need to know. <laughs> so, and so, then some. And, and then, then some. some. And then some. So, do y'all have a uh, social page people can follow or a website they can go to if they we want to check have, it uh, out? We do have a website. It's called CreekRE.com. And no social. We got Instagram. Yep. We're, oh, yeah. we're building we'll it that to you, yes, right? You're the, yeah. the PR guy, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and really what I'd, I'd love to say on, on Bradley and, and his brother's behalf yeah. is so, you know, Greenville is growing at such a rapid pace. And whether you like it or not, 
it's happening. If we can work with that momentum, we're mm -hmm. going to be better off down the road. And the best people to do that right now are the land guys. Because mm -hmm. they're the ones that are helping us to create a future that we may even, they're like the, the silent, the silent you know, workers in all of this. And for people who are really emotional about family land, or if you are um, questioning how exactly it gets divided or how you can do it effectively, they really are. They do it with such heart. It's a family business. And I mean, if I, if I had a ton of land and I was going to sell it, even though it's obviously a client of mine, um, just by nature of his, his nature with his way with people and um, his expertise in the field. So if you've got land, people are looking to buy it, right? That's right. That's right, right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, you have a podcast also. So wants you to uh, tell oh. us a little bit about that before yeah. we go and uh, where they can find you. people can find you at. Just wrapped the first season. Uh, it's a PR podcast, so it's um, kind of demystifying the art of PR and helping to uh, helping to connect the dots for people to realize what exactly we can do for small businesses. A lot of times the people that have PR have like budgets of twenty and $30,000 a month. Um, uh, and it's because it's an effective form of PR and so I've really enjoyed being able to scale that down and work with uh, experts like Bradley and other small business owners in the upstate. It's just another way to tell stories yes. and to be word of mouth, which we all know is the best form of marketing. So it's called the My PR Lab Podcast. You can find me at My PR Lab GBL on Instagram. Thank and you. And he does a great job. Yeah. Hi, Lacey. Where do we find Thanks. you at? TravelersRestHere.com, TravelersRestHere on Instagram, TravelersRestHere on Facebook. All right. And you find me at Tim's Mobile Detailing on all the platforms. So this was uh, fun. I had a good time. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thank y'all. Thanks for having us. Oh, and next time next at, at your house for dinner, yeah? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no cricket legs. We'll do a lot one then. Little meat legs. Thanks for having us. Yep. Tim's Mobile Detailing makes having a clean vehicle easy and convenient. We come to your home or office. We specialize in anything from maintenance detailing to ceramic coatings. Please follow us on all the social medias at Tim's Mobile Detailing. Thanks, have a great day. We'd love for you to follow along at Travelers Rest Here. We share the stories of the people and the places of TR, a town that is just as charming as its name. Find us online at travelersresthere.com, on Facebook at Travelers Rest Here, and on Instagram at Travelers Rest Here. Subscribe online to our weekly newsletter for events and stories in TR. See you online.